Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Brooke Scobie is a queer guru woman, single mum, poetry and prose writer, podcast host and community worker. Born and bred on Bidjigal country and now living on Duck Injun land, she considers herself first and foremost a creative weirdo. Brooke has been published widely and was awarded second place in the 2020 Judith Wright Poetry Prize. She performed this story at the Naughty Noodle Funhouse on the New South Wales Central Coast. <clears throat> okay, so aside from being a neurodivergent hottie, which you can all see, um, I've got one of the most Virgo birth charts you've probably anybody's ever seen. Uh, there's uh, Mars, Sun, Venus and Mercury all in Virgo. And with a Scorpio moon, it's truly a fucking mess. <clears throat> a mess that I couldn't really understand until the astrology gaze explained it to me with memes. And now it is my favourite excuse to use for being a detail-oriented, sometimes critical and always decisive bitch. Maybe not a full bitch, because apparently I'm also secretly just a little bit nice on the inside. I want to talk to you tonight about my ultra-decisiveness and how that makes me the queen of breakups. Well, except for this one time when I was 19, um, and also the best friend breakup or saga of 2013. <laughs> but we'll get into that. So my mum gives pretty good relationship advice, but only after the fact. The fact being that I'd already made the decision to end things and she, a font of wisdom, would decide now was the best time to tell me the vibes were definitely off, Chook. Yeah, thanks, Mum. My mum was full of protective warnings when I was younger, though. Not the staunch feminist consent bodily autonomy warnings that young mums can give now, but she used her 70s and 80s stoner youth of Vaseline and panel vans with shag carpet to regale me with stories of men just generally being terrible. <laughs> the first time I broke up with a boy, I was 14. I think his name was Chris. I've dated about five Chrises in my life, so it was probably a Chris. Um, I can't remember how he asked me out, though. MSN was definitely involved in some way. <laughs> We hung out down at the then Reesby hot chip shop long before it became a sushi place that we couldn't afford. I ate chips and gravy with a side of his friends making fun of me. I think in all we dated for a couple of weeks and we only hung out twice. Went to the movies once where he sat in the row behind me. Um, don't ask, boys are confusing. <laughs> we never kissed, we never held hands and I decided enough was enough. Shortly after the strange movie date, I broke up with him via text, as you do. Then his brother called me to tell me he was so upset he stabbed an orange. <laughs> Why an orange? I've no idea. Again, boys are confusing. And then his brother threatened to kill me. Fun! I love that for me. But I moved on. Uh, I always did. I had made a decision 
thought it over in an ADHD maximum of 15 minutes, and any feelings I may have had disappeared into the 5pm southerly. As a newly reformed serial monogamist and compet performer in recovery, uh, there were a lot of breakups and a lot of men. <clears throat> there was the horrible boy with a big dick when I was 16 who pushed me off his lap when I sculled too much goon and needed to be sick. Uh, my friend's older stoner brother who stole someone's phone at a goth club, instant ick. Uh, a brief pause in breakup queendom to have my heart broken by a 23-year-old wannabe football player. Worry not. My mum promised me in two weeks I would be over it, and I was. Good one, mum. Then, the Balinese surf instructor that I married at 21, <laughs> stupid, uh, who eventually told me he wouldn't be my friend if we weren't married. Great. Then a repeat of Big Dick Boy from high school, volume two, now with more abuse. Hooray. Uh, the boring but beautiful Serb whose mother would cry if he ever tried to cook for himself. And then finally, the Hawaiian guitarist that I accidentally had a baby with. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> In each of these relationships, over a series of months, I would slowly realise that my autistic views that everyone means what they say and my professional grade red flag ignoring weren't working anymore. And these men, well, neither were they. It'd be swift and mostly in text because I'm a writer baby and uh, my written words are always better. Then I'd never look back. Well, except for the Hawaiian guitar player because we have a kid together. And we do all right as co-parents, so that's fine. I remember seeing friends after breakups wallowing in blanket forts constructed entirely of old Macca's bags and tissues. They'd shut themselves away and lament, I wish it would have worked out. We could have been so good together. But they weren't good. And even though some of the friends had initiated the breaking up, still they berated themselves and watched Love Actually or some such other casually rapey rom-com on repeat. <laughs> Not me though. I was free, I moved on, I fucked randoms, and sure, it did take me about seven goes to get rid of the big dick abuser volume two, but I did it in the end and I was joyous. Thank you, yes, it deserves a round of applause, he was a fucking asshole. <laughs> Thank you. But then came the best friend breakup of 2013. In 2006, she was the first adult friend I'd made on my own, not through school. Turned out we'd actually met 13 years earlier at a year seven party. She was the little punk sitting alone on the stairs and I was the lanky girl dressed as an alien whose mum had told her, always seek out the weird kids, they're the best people. Another good one, mum. This time though, we met at my local pub, The Crown. You could still smoke inside at this point, so my hair stunk like cigarettes from sitting in the pokies. She walked in and suddenly I remembered her. Are you Jacinta? I asked her, as memories of long-lost MSN chats came flooding back. And for once, someone remembered me. Look, I was never shy and retiring. I was just a weird kid who happened to be very forgettable back in the day. Oh my God, yeah, you're Brooke, eh? She yelled over the sound of the feature going off on someone's poker machine. And that was that. We became best friends. We were both blackfellas, and secretly, I think we needed that of each other most at this time. She taught me to like Aussie hip-hop. We skinny-dipped in my parents' pool. I did her makeup and she put up with my bad sense of humour. In all, the queers in the room probably know where this is going. <clears throat> I was madly and secretly in love with her. Shock horror, the girl whose teenage bedroom wall was covered in pictures of Angelina Jolie and who may or may not have fooled around with her high school best friend was again in big gay love with a girl. I could handle that secret though, as long as we were still mates. 
In 2009, at the Obese Records block party at the Metro, I was in the middle of a dielectric set. She, gut full of vodka, cried and told me I was the best friend she'd ever had and that she loved me. I said, oh, Sin, I love you too, bro. Got to add bro for effect. A year or so before, Jacinta's grandmother had died suddenly in New Zealand and she had to fly there to be with her family. Her 21st birthday had to be cancelled, so I planned her a surprise dress-up party for when she returned. All her friends came, we decorated every room of this house with different things she liked, because I really commit to the friend thing. Remember when I said that my autistic brain has me believing people mean everything they say? Well, apparently they don't, and sometimes they don't say anything at all. I wouldn't know what that's like. (laughs) Jacinta thought it was a bad idea that I get married at 21. Yes, she was right, which she accidentally texted me instead of our friend Sally. Then, when a close friend of hers, who was an acquaintance of mine, died in a horrific motorbike accident, she needed me at the funeral, but she didn't say that. So I stayed home, thinking it wasn't appropriate for me to be there. Oh, um, and those seven breakups it took me to escape abuser volume two, well, apparently she was sick of it, sick of me, and she broke up with me in 2013, via text, as you do. It was my turn now to build myself a fort of old Macca's wrappers and tissues, and I cried for three years straight. I cried when she got engaged and I wasn't there. I cried when she got married and I wasn't there. And I bawled my guts out when she had her first baby and I wasn't there. In 2017, we reconnected briefly. I invited her to my daughter's first birthday. Our babies played together, and later she apologised for being a dick back then, via text, of course. But a week or so afterwards, she would tell me she wasn't ready to hang out, so we didn't. The thing that finally sewed my guts back up, though, was when I saw her comment on Thelma Plum's social media status about her being abused by white people, and she said something to the effect of, not all white people are bad, and I was finally done. So um, considering I'm here telling you this story and it's been nine years, um, maybe I might not be the queen of breakups. (laughs) Um, And I think I'm okay with that because the innately relational part of my spirit, the part my ancestors cultivated for me, pushes me ever onward towards human connection. Okay, thanks, bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Queer Stories on Patreon, where you can support the project for as little as $1 per month. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for news and event updates. And follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.